0: Dr. Michael Roizen. Dr. Michael Roizen. You, the Owner's Manual Radio Show.
1: You're listening to You, the Owner's Manual Radio podcast and Radio MD, iHeart, or wherever you download us from. Thank you very much for doing that. We have a wonderful guest for you. The Bs are always the guest segment. The A, the As are the news of the week and what it means to you, Um, and next week on the A segment we'll have a special on the longevity as the next disruptor. But today we're talking about a different disruptor on this segment 1112b. Has your child been traumatized? How to know and what to do to promote healing and recovery by Dr. Melissa Goldberg Mintz, she's a clinical assistant professor at the Baylor College of Medicine, and is has a private practice cure based psychology. But the easy way to find her website is Melissa Goldberg Mintz, M E L I S S A G O L D B E R G M I N T Z no punctuation dot com and you can find out much more about this subject through other of her work, as well as this book. The book has been out about a couple weeks now, and it is receiving some substantial acclaim from other psychologists. Has Your Child Been Traumatized? Um, by Melissa Goldberg Mintz, and as usual, We are brought to you by Life's First Naturals. Um, Life's First Naturals, you can find out their website, by the way. It does have an S.com. Go to their website just to thank them for sponsoring the program. Even if you don't get anything, look at their website. So it looks like um, we're generating some activity for them. They are the makers of both True Biotics and um, Bovine Colostrum. Uh, you can uh, find the randomized controlled trials and what they show they are beneficial for um, on their website at life's life'sfirstnaturals.com. Um, Melissa, if I can call you that, um, again, it's Melissa Goldberg Mintz, who um, is, re- wrote the book, um, Is Your, and I. I want to make sure I get the title right. Um, it, has your child been traumatized? How to know and what to do to promote healing and recovery. How did you happen to get into this subject?
0: Sure. So in my private practice, I work primarily with traumatized children and, you know, do good work with them. And at the same time, they spend about one hour a week with me and much more time with their parents. So I was looking for a resource for their parents to help guide them through how to be skillful and supportive to their children as they're going through therapy um, due to trauma. And there wasn't a lot out there. I found a lot of books about uh, how to raise resilient children. And as as a mom myself, I own those books and love those books, but couldn't find too much out there written for parents about what to do after your child has already been traumatized.
1: And how do you identify? What's the key to identifying if the child has been undergone trauma?
0: Sure. So the first thing we look for is if they've experienced an adverse event, so something scary, unexpected, terrifying, grotesque, you know, whether that's something like a car crash or some type of abuse. Um, And if so, the way that I frame it to parents is, do we see any major changes from baseline behavior? So if their child was a good sleeper, um, have they been struggling with sleep for a while after this? Or maybe changes in eating habits or socializing or how they interact with their family or how they're doing at school. So really any major changes in baseline would, would tip me off uh, as a parent that, that we might need to at least think about trauma.
1: And do they, does the child change behavior invariably? Or can some children just act as though nothing happened, even though something major has happened and they're working through it in their mind?
0: Yes, absolutely, uh, the latter. So while we'll see behavioral changes in many kids who've been traumatized, there are others that parents won't notice anything. And, um, you know, kind of like a, a duck on the pond, they're working furiously under the water, though you might not notice
1: it up top. Um, now, I um, will get to what you do for tools for support and for um, helping them work through it. And you have a wonderful uh, section here on both a glossary of terms and then... Um, I love the fact that you say, and, and, and I'm mis, going to misquote this probably, but it is basically uh, um, you're a shopper and you deserve to get what you shop for. Don't go to the first, necessarily the first person. Look around, ask questions, get a second opinion, etc. cetera, on um, who you're going to work with. So... Um, and I love, love that, we'll get to that in a few minutes. But let's, um, talk, let's talk about um, when, is there a prevention? In other words, let's just, let me give the example of, of, there are a whole bunch of events that you can't prevent, but is there a way of preventing the trauma from the getting to the child? That is, you you do develop, um, a, a, and a and I don't want to give away the book, but you do talk about this in the book. That is, um, how to prevent your child from experiencing trauma even when they undergo a very traumatic event.
0: Right, absolutely. So I'll say there's no 100% foolproof way to trauma-proof your child. But what we know is that one of the best protective factors that can help protect a child against developing post-traumatic stress uh, is a warm, supportive relationship with a parent or caregiver. So a close relationship where that child knows that you will consistently and reliably be there for them when they need you and they feel like they can turn to you in times of distress
1: now um the there is almost invariably both for maybe both for the parent as well as the child um separation anxiety when they first go to school so the the kid a whole bunch of kids i guess four million um in the u.s are first going to school this year right about now um and um We're worried. There's obviously separation anxiety. There's a lot of worry in the in probably in parents. Um, I saw a uh, what was it a a CNN bit where they the the child had gotten a bulletproof backpack um, of all things. Um, And what do you do both for the parent and the child? in this time of, of heightened, um, I suppose, school safety concerns?
0: Sure, absolutely. So the number one thing that's on my mind right now is parental stress about school safety. So what I'm seeing in kids and parents is I'm seeing kids worried about a lot of the sort of normal things kids would be worried about. So going back to school, does my haircut look dorky? Am I going to make friends? Who will I sit with on the first day? Will I be able to keep up with the workload? All of those very, very normal worries. And what I'm seeing more in parents is, um, you know, will my child be a victim in a school shooting? And so what I say to parents is that it's so, first of all, I say that it's normal that you're worried about this, given, given what we're seeing happen in our country. It's normal to be worried and at the same time, it's so important that you are mindful about how you communicate these concerns to your children because you don't wanna make your kids anxious about this. Um, and what we know is that even though it's normal to worry about this, uh, rates of being involved in school shootings are very low. And at the same time, there are things parents can do to help manage their anxiety. Uh, So one of the first things I recommend to parents is getting involved in your kid's school, whether that's joining a PTO or being a room mom, um, going to, you know, back to school nights, all of those sorts of things so you can get comfortable with the school. Hopefully this will help assuage some of your worries, but also if you see something that's genuinely unsafe and you are, say, on the PTO or the room mom, you'll be in a much better position to do something about it.
1: And um, now let's talk about if the child has had a traumatic event. Um, that's a, a, a key of what you do in your practice. But it's also, you know, there's an excellent um, set of information in this book on that. Um, so I don't want to say that uh, there isn't a whole bunch on... Um, recognizing this and uh, answering the question, has your child been traumatized, how to know, because there is a huge amount. But let's focus a little bit on what therapies are available and what to do about it.
0: Sure, absolutely. So if your child has been traumatized, Um, some of the first-line approaches, um, I usually start with something called trauma-focused cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, So that's a therapy approach that combines uh, skills like relaxation training skills, how to talk about feelings and express that. Um, So it combines skills with exposure. And so the way that I explain exposure in the context of trauma is um, there's this wonderful metaphor uh, I heard. I think it was originally developed by uh, Russ Harris. Uh, And anyway, if you could imagine that there is a baby tiger in the room with you. Um, And, you know, it's a little cute, but it's also a little bit scary because it's a tiger. And you have some meat in your fridge. So you toss your meat out the window and the tiger goes away. And immediately you, you feel better until the next day when the tiger comes back. Um, and you have more meat, so you toss more meat and the tiger goes away. Uh, and anyway, you do this song and dance, uh, until you've got a full grown tiger staring you down, frightening you. So tossing that tiger, the meat, that is avoidance. And so that is a, a little bit of how we think about how trauma develops. You know, we don't want to think about or talk about or remember the scary thing that happened. So we try our best to make it go away. But what we know is one common element to a lot of these treatment approaches, including TFCBT and other approaches like prolonged exposure, is that exposure therapy or, or sitting in the room with that tiger um, is something that, uh, that is a very helpful element uh, to treating post-traumatic stress.
1: So one of the things is to get it out. Um, in in adults, in adults, we call this being vulnerable to your posse or having a posse of friends and talking about it. Is they now? This is how do you do this? Do you do this both with the parent and the child at the same time? How do you do it? Because the parent has to be somewhat traumatized if the child is. Is that or am I missing?
0: Yeah, no, I think correct? yes. Yeah. There's, I even write in the book about how it's important, you know, if you're traumatized by your child's scary experience, then it would be very helpful to your child to get your own therapy too. Um so certainly, yeah. And and what I'll say is that lots of kids who experience adverse events do not go on to develop trauma. And oftentimes that's because they can talk to mom or dad about the scary thing that happened and they, they get the comfort and the support they need. So sometimes a parent is all it takes after experiencing an adverse event. Other times therapy is necessary. And um, a lot of these therapy modalities include the parent in portions of the treatment. And so we'll have the parent be a part of that, you know, sharing of the story or something like that.
1: We've been talking with and are talking with Melissa Goldberg Mintz. I say her first, her full name because that's her website. Melissa, M-E-L-I-S-S-A, Goldberg, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-G, Mintz, M-I-N-T-Z.com. Her practice is secure-based psychology. She is in Houston, Texas. Is that right? I want to make sure you're still there. Yes, that's right. And the book is, Has Your Child Been Traumatized? How to Know and What to to Do to Promote Healing and Recovery. Um, And she is the founder of Secure Base Psychology and a clinical assistant professor at the Baylor College of Medicine. So tell me, um, in the Uvalde shooting, which occurred recently in Texas, um, do all of the kids in the school get counseling? Um, is it just the kids in that class? Is it the teachers? Who Who is most affected by that um, and the continuing news coverage of it and is the continuing news coverage good because it brings it out or bad because it has so many unanswered questions
0: sure so i would say that parents need to be really mindful about coverage because you know if we've got news going on in the background that is just talking about this 24 7 that can feel really overwhelming to kids um and at the same time, I think it's natural, it's on everyone's mind, especially with a return to school. It makes so much sense that this is what everybody's thinking about, particularly in Uvalde. As for who's most vulnerable and who needs therapy, gosh, I would just say it's so individual. It's, that's a hard question to answer because there are so many different factors that determine who might be most vulnerable to developing post-traumatic stress. So some factors that we might want to think about are, you know, are there any kids there who have experienced prior adverse events? Those kids might be more vulnerable to developing post-traumatic stress after this, um, you know, or kids who are struggling with other things, like parents who have substance abuse issues or parents who are traumatized themselves. So all of these things would make kids more vulnerable to developing their own post-traumatic stress. But I would think that everyone at Rob Elementary um, could at least benefit from thinking about if therapy could be a good fit for them because they experienced something terrifying. So um, so yeah, does that answer your question?
1: It does. And since we're at the end of our time, uh, Melissa, I should tell our listeners they can learn more about this by getting the book. Has Your Child Been Traumatized? How to Know and What to Do to Promote Healing and Recovery? Or go to her website, melissagoldbergmince.com. It's really an excellent book. Um, you know, you'd hope you'd never have to get a book like this, um, but it is so real, so important in today's world, and it does give you both those things to prevent and that open discussion, and then those things so that you're prepared if this occurs. It's um, MelissaGoldbergMints.com. Has your child been traumatized? Melissa, thanks very much for um, being with us, Um, and i got to thank our engineer, Caitlin, who always does a great job, but especially you, the listener. This has been 1112B of You, the Owner's Manual podcast. The B's are always great guests, like Dr. Melissa Goldberg-Mintz has been and is, and um, the A's are the latest medical news of the week. That's what we have this week. Next week, we have a special, though, um, on longevity as the next disruptor. Where we are in longevity becoming the next disruptor. And can you really be 40 when your age is 90? That's next week on You, the Owner's Manual podcast. This week, the A, the latest medical news of the week, you'll want to hear about the formulary restrictions and what they're doing to atrial fibrillation outcomes, as well as a lot of stuff about the benefits of BEATS as well. Thanks again for listening. Please, if you like us, or even if you don't, you can tell your friends about us and read us weekly. Thanks again.